We'd like to start off this week's podcast episode with a special uh, morning of the Twitter account for Dylan Brody. R.I.P. Dylan Brody. Uh, he was involved in a, in a hardcore roasting after making some pretty dumb fantasy football takes on the Twitter machine. Um, it was a bad time, um, and uh, you know, but it was a good time for us. Yeah, he asked for it. You know, you should jump on there and try to talk mess about somebody, and then get your get your facts all messed up, and you get all get all upset, and then you start talking crap, and then somebody wants to try to take somebody's job. Most importantly, Carson Palmer was not a Cleveland Brown. No, he was not. And I think that that is very important to note here. Um, so, R.I.P. Dylan Brody's Twitter. We'll see you on the other side. Maybe. Enough of that shit. Let's start the show. You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yay, motherfuckers! What's happening? It's Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, the one-stop shop for fantasy sports talk and party vibe conversation. It's always a good time. How have you been, Jordan? Been doing good. How you been? I've been okay. We've just been uh, recapping the NFL draft. Got done watching that last week. And I uh, just got back from Talladega, from the Dega party. I heard you had a good time. I had a very good fucking time. It was it was probably like one of the best races I've ever been to in my entire life, just because of the sole fact that I was there covering the race for Rotoballer, um, also for Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Had to throw that in there. Repping it, repping it. Had a lot of crazy shit went down. Um, got to check out a lot of the party scene and everything. NASCAR's just fucking NASCAR's back. It's back, and I don't care if anybody doesn't believe it. It's back. It's a lot more wild than I ever thought it would be. Oh, yeah, yeah, and and for those of you that don't believe me, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, um, we're going to have a video up very soon uh, that we're getting all the the stuff together right now for. It's going to be kind of recapping the weekend, showing some footage of just how great the experience of going to a race is, because it's not just about race day, it's the entire fucking weekend. It's a wild-ass experience. So be on the lookout for that on our official YouTube channel, Garage Guys Fancy Sports. Uh, the show tonight, we're going to be talking about NFL fantasy football impact rookies, how they're going to be looking on their team. We're going to be talking a little bit about Dover, NASCAR, 
And then we have a pretty, I would say we have a pretty good garage talk segment talking about, uh, <laughs> yeah, we got some good stuff. We got, we got some good stuff. So we're not going to spoil that. So we'll, we'll have a little bit in the title. Of course, you've already read that. So you, if you saw the tweet earlier, you already know what the fuck's going down, but the show is brought to you by Rotoballer. Rotoballer.com is the biggest, most greatest place because I work there for your fantasy football content. No, but it really is awesome. There's a huge team of amazing people covering football, baseball, basketball, and racing. I am on the racing team. They're covering NASCAR along with Sean Engel, Scott Engel, and Dan Dobish. Get over there right now to rotorballer.com. Subscribe to the premium NASCAR content using promo code GARAGE. You'll get 10% off your order. Something you need to do. There's a lot of different interesting sports to play on DFS. Just quick fact. Do you know that you can draft a fantasy game? gaming lineup like people that are like professional gamers that like play yeah, we video talked games. about it before we have yeah so that's something you can do so i'm just saying like if you th- like i'm not gonna waste my time on nascar there are literally people drafting lineups for people playing video games <laughs> so there you go that's out the window we're also brought to you by official goat gear official goat gear is the coolest most awesomest t-shirt company that's out right now not just a t-shirt company they have a lot of other amazing products as well but official goat gears main thing is showcasing all of the greats of every sport football basketball baseball and now racing um, i know most of you that follow me on instagram and twitter have seen the racing goat tees for the number three and the number 24 if you head over to officialgoatgear.com right now and use promo code garage you will get 10 percent off of anything you order from the site doesn't just have to be the racing tees so get over there check out all the amazing stuff they have i know they have the goat 12 for nfl everyone knows who the goat that wears number 12 is um you have the goat nine should they make should they make a goat 15 shirt for for a team in kansas city should they do that yet is it time no Mm-hmm. No, too early. No. Too Some early. people will argue that fact, though. But yes, I, I do believe it's I, way too early. It's, it's getting close, but you after know. one whole year, it's getting close. <clears throat> How insane is that? I, I mean, you can't deny it. You know, no. the, the way he can sling that ball around, and he can sling it from any angle, and like he can. Oh, like maybe uh, next year. I feel like he should have played baseball the way he could just you know scoop. He could probably just scoop that ball up, make those amazing throws. Like, I, I feel like he should have done it, but I'm glad he played in football. Him and Kyler Murray at a softball tournament, who would win? Uh, softball? Yeah, if they were playing baseball. It was, Wait, they were they playing softball or baseball? I they're mean, playing. One, okay, so they're here? playing softball and they are heavily intoxicated. Who would win? Um, slow pitch. Slow pitch, just slow pitch. softball. Yeah, slow pitch. But we we know they can crush baseball or softball. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm gonna go with with Kyler Murray. Ooh, man, people in Kansas City hate you right now. But yeah, it's okay. I was I was on a Chiefs bandwagon for a little while yeah. before we, Patrick Mahomes. So and so yeah, so you already know. Fishergoatgear.com. Back to the ad. So yeah, Fishergoatgear.com. Get over there right now. We're also doing a giveaway. Um, with official goat gear, it's for a painted Drew Brees mural that's also autographed by him. You can enter for that right now. Head over to the Garage Guys, uh, anywhere on Garage Guys social media, and you can find that link. And you can enter as many times as you want to. So go do that right now. So we talking draft now? We talking draft? Draft's talking over. Draft. I want to talk about some of these impact players. I think the, the craziest thing about this year was the first pick didn't blow everybody's mind. No, it's like everybody knew it. 
Yeah, but like, were you watching? Did you watch it on like CBS or did you watch it on NFL or? I watched it. Whatever okay, else so covered it. What What did you watch it on? I was watching it on NFL <laughs> Network uh, for the most part of the night, and then like <coughs> I had to go to my room and like I turned my TV on and I didn't have my direct TV remote and I was really tired and I was like I don't want to because I had to go to the Dega the next morning so I was like I don't want to change the channel it was on ESPN and I hate the way ESPN presented the draft it was horrible like NFL.com did the most and they made sure that Old Town Road won the draft that night as many played, times played, played, I didn't watch on NFL, so I don't know. Oh, dude, it was it just, take my horse to Old Town Road. And we, we got to talk about that song, too, yeah. later on this one, for sure. But like, well, I was watching it on CBS, and um, I didn't even know the other, on Somebody CBS. else was watching it on a different network. They were actually watching it on CBS, I mean, on uh, on ESPN. Um, So, I was watching it, and it, it, it brought into the perspective um the you know the media is supposed to be unbiased, but it brought into perspective perspective how biased the media actually is because I was watching it on CBS, and CBS was talking about how um, the Chiefs or somebody in the Chiefs organization tweeted out um, Rosen right is that that's was there is that the one that was there the Chiefs organization yeah no not the, not the Chiefs the Cardinals Cardinals, yeah. Cardinals organization Rosen they were like Rosen's our guy. Like, they oh, like tweeted Miami? that out. Huh? Oh, no. Arizona tweeted that yeah, out. Yeah, Arizona tweeted that out. Earlier like, in like, the season? Like, no, 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 no. Like, minutes, 20, 30 minutes before the pick. All right? They tweeted that out. That. Yeah. But, like, on NFL and ESPN, they didn't talk about it. On CBS, they were talking about how horrible it's going to be and how wrong they're doing Rosen by picking if they pick this guy. They had him working out that week. Yeah, he, he had never missed a day yeah. like in camp or anything. They had him working out. So what does that mean? He could have gotten hurt that whole time. So if you're like like maybe they were just trying to keep it a secret from him too. I mean like No, they were trying they were trying their best to see what they could get for that number one pick is what they were doing. They were shopping that number one pick by doing that. Uh. So they used him as a pawn to see if they could get something better for that number one pick. And see, CBS was talking about that, how wrong they're doing him and how, how they don't need to – they need to they should have already traded him or they should have they should have let him know what was going on, you know. Like, they should have done him better than what they did. Do I, I don't have a problem with Arizona's pick with Kyle Murray. Don't get me wrong. No, I mean, Cliff, I think Cliff got his than, guy. I think he's better than Rosen. You oh, know? for sure. But don't work him out and possibly get him hurt to where he can't get traded or get signed next season. And don't tweet out that he's your guy. Before you yeah. pick out another guy and then ship him off the next, like he, un, you know, he unfollowed him during the first round. Oh, he deleted all of his Cardinals stuff like weeks before, but he said he got hacked. But he really didn't. No, no, he he unfollowed the Cardinals during that that night. Oh, like he during un, the yeah, draft. Rosen unfollowed them. Yeah, he was salty on Twitter. Yeah, what, no, what, dude, that's not being salty. That's being pissed off for your organization doing you wrong. It's super he, salty. He he did not deserve. What he got from that organization. He might not have deserved it, but he was very salty. I mean, I, I, he has full reason to be salty, though. Exactly, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's salty with reasons. But, but look, he, he went to Miami, he's there now, and he quickly tweeted out a Photoshop picture of him in a Miami jersey. So, I mean, like, he's ready. I mean, everybody's I, ready I to see. I hope he's ready to not look back. Cause the they, Cardinals they and wrong. the Dolphins will be a fun game to watch from here on out. Yeah, it will. 
yeah, we'll just see who gets to do revenge on like with like two teams. I, I feel like Arizona is going to have a huge bounce back year, and that's what we get into talking about some of these impact fantasy football rookies that are going to be coming in. Kyler Murray is obviously going to be somebody that's going to impact the league. We've been seeing these new young quarterbacks come in; they're versatile. You know, they they're hybrid like they can do a whole lot of different things. And with you know, since Patrick Mahomes has come up now with Kyler Murray, a lot of people compare him kind of to. Um, Russell Wilson they give him like that that type of comparison so it's going to be super interesting I know for one this definitely helps out David Johnson just because of you know Kyler Murray's scrambling ability yeah exactly and, and I've and like I say it all the time I think he's gonna have a bounce back year I'm ready for that I'm okay with drafting him in the second round um so I don't think he's a first round guy at this point he's fallen but he's definitely a second round guy I'm cool I'm Cool, calm, and collected, getting him in that area. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, I know he's still there for some reason, but I think he's going to want to make some magic happen this year. Um, In the FTDL Dynasty League startup draft that we're doing right now, I actually drafted him with my last pick in like the 19th round. So, I mean, I should get like at least like a year's worth of production out of him. But, I mean, he's he's out here trying to do his thing too. I mean, the guy is amazing, and I think that he's going to have one hell of a year with Kyler. Um, you know, as long, as long as he stays healthy out there on the field, you know, they, ha- they have some other players that are on the team that, that I know they're probably going to get a lot more production as well. I know for one, Christian Kirk should definitely have a lot of upside with Kyler Murray as a quarterback. And I mean, you even got some of the other guys on the squad, Hakeem Butler's there, um, you know, Kevin White from the Bears. He's there now. I don't really know what's going to happen for him, but I just know that what matters most is that overall Arizona is going to be okay again this year. I'm excited to see the development and what happens, and everyone in America is going to be watching because the number one pick went there. So we're going to be seeing what happens with this team. I feel a little more confident in Cliff Kingsbury. Hopefully so. he doesn't have to sit behind Tyrod Taylor or some shit. <laughs> I don't even know where. Tyrod's with the Chargers now, I believe. Tyrod needs to go home. <laughs> it's just time to time to hang him up. Tyrod. Tyrod. Pronounce it correctly. Tyrod, my Tyrod. bad. Tyrod. It's Tyrod. <clears throat> we figured that out last year. Oh, yeah. You want to give a quick shout-out before we continue on this about the Brown stuff? You were telling me about the Browns like YouTube series. Yeah, they're doing um, building the Browns YouTube series. The Browns are very heavy on YouTube. I did not know this, but they have uh, videoed podcasts and non-videoed podcasts. They have interviews. It's actually inside of uh, inside of the stadium where they where they you know where they uh, where they play at and everything. They're like right next to um kitchen's office and everything like they're right up in there with them inside the organization with these they've got a nice ass podcast room and they're heavy in the content <laughs> game now they are they're they're really heavy like like all their draft picks and stuff they got to interview them on the podcast whenever they came in they called them uh on the podcast uh, right after they were drafted and talked to them and everything and you kind of go through um the coaching change and the players talking about Freddie Kitchens and it has like video content of whenever uh OBJ came uh, to the stadium the first time um there's a lot of good stuff there's like there's one that's <clears throat> the video is just about baker mayfield going to get his haircut <laughs> and like he he goes and to it, a, and they, he, they just play out so well they didn't know he like like baker is nonchalant in there like he's talking about um how when he's going to get married and 
how what they're gonna do after they go get married and stuff, and how bad she wants him to shave it, and she's gonna force him to shave it to go get married. Like he's so about it's just to shave, like, like a little Browns reality show. No, no, it's just real. Like like there's real fans in there. He's really, but no, reality TV is faked TV. Oh yeah, like it's not. Yeah, I mean, this I, is I this is somebody scripted. with a yeah, this is somebody with a camera that's watching your life. It's actually real, not reality. That's scripted as fuck. I this hate is, reality this TV. This is happening. But yeah, like they go in there and talk to him and stuff, and he talks about like his the barber that he has now in Cleveland actually came. Um, to one of his football games and gave him a haircut right before the football game. And uh, that should be a was thing. like, huh? That should be a thing. Like, you have, like, barbers on the side of the field. Like, you can analyze how the barber's cutting the <laughs> player's hair while he's waiting to go on the field. Well, yeah, but, but what he was, he was saying, cool. like, he was like, well, Baker Mayfield had never had his neck um, straight razored. He had never had that before. Shit tickles, man. And he did it to him. And, like, he was so terrified of... Like fucking up his skin for him to be able to throw the football right, you know, because he got to wear a helmet after that, and it was like hours before the game. So he was uncomfortable. So he was like, he was like telling me, "I was like, dude, I was so worried that I was going to screw you up and you weren't going to throw the football right or something, something, you know." And then uh, he was like, first play of the game, you come out through a fifty-yard bomb." So I was like, "Yes, you know, it's like we're going to do this straight razor shit more often." Yeah. So so yeah. So check out the YouTube series "Building the Browns." And it's got great shit. Are they going to be America's new team after this year? They're they're going they're going to have to. They're going to have like there's still competition, you know, in a the league. There's always going to be competition. They're their professional LSU now. Yeah, they're getting there. They're LSU, getting there. greedy OBJ and Jews. I mean, they've got a good squad of teams. They, I mean, they have good players. They've got a, a good squad of coaches. You know, Cleveland's going to have to believe in them again. Trust, believe, land. I mean, they believe, but they're gonna have to be, get to where they can trust. Baker's you know, like, where LeBron was. Now. Like you ever had somebody and you just tell them, like, "I believe you, but I don't fucking trust you." <laughs> it's like right. It's tough. So they'll have to trust. get some. Trust I don't trust like in. that. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust like that. <laughs> Great shit. Yeah. So yeah, so that little little tidbit right there was a little bonus on top of what we're also gonna be talking about with these other rookies. But yeah, Cleveland's gonna be hot. Cleveland's hot. Cleveland's sexy right now. The next big pick that I think is going to be a pretty big impact is going to be TJ Hawkinson in Detroit. So I know they got Jesse James there now um, from Pittsburgh. So it's going to be interesting to see. But if there's one thing that I've kind of seen is that I feel like Matt Patricia is basically just trying to copy the Patriots in some weird fashion. I mean, it's just, he was there for so long. It's in his, it's in his like football genetics to want to like mirror that greatness that Bill Belichick put together. And we were talking earlier about how I feel like his biggest success last season was beating Bill Belichick, you know, in Detroit. Like that was huge for him. So with this team now with Hawkinson coming in, a lot of people are saying like, Oh, we're not really sure about how Matt Stafford is going to be targeting a tight end just because we know that it's just been a wide receiver show there for years. I can't even tell you the last time they had like a hardcore tight end that was fantasy relevant. It's probably before I even started playing. Ebron was, but Ebron was like that, you know, four or five weeks that you should have started him. Ebron was figure... so up and down that he yeah. was he was just like one of those but guys. But when he was up, he was up. And when he, he was, was down, always he was there down. on the waiver wire when you had to like pick up somebody when you had a bye week. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like at the same time, he'd be on the waiver wire whenever he scored 30 points. Yeah. You know? He would just have those <laughs> just, fluctuations. You never knew. But he's found his footing in But you could in, see the same thing with him, though. 
You could see the same thing with with. Uh, well, it's going to be tough because there's two tight ends there now with Jesse yeah. James and him. So I mean, I mean, honestly, Not I think Jesse James to me is a blocking tight end. Yeah, like, Hawkinson's going to get all the love in the receiving game, and I mean, he's a great tight end he's from Iowa. Um, but he could end up running the ball more with two tight end sets. C.J. Anderson is there in the backfield. Came from the Rams. He's going to be helping out with Carryon Johnson, <laughs> and they're talking about that there's potential for theoretic probably to get cut from the team. I think it's going to save up about 3.7 million in cap space. So I mean, like if that happens too, C.J. Anderson's a great pickup because that team should show a little bit more this year. I mean, especially with the tight end position, we're going to maybe see an entirely new. Scheme, offensive scheme, it might be completely different than what we saw last year because that team is just kind of rebuilding. They're finding their footing now under this new coaching staff that they have. Um, I think that the Lions definitely have the potential, but it just kind of comes down to, you know, we've got to wait and see what's going to happen. I know in the NFC North, the Bears are pretty much reigning supreme. Green Bay is going to be trying to pop back up. Um, and then the Vikings, they, they got themselves a new tight end as well. Yeah. So – I mean, it's uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting situation. I don't really know too much going in and how I'm going to do. I know a lot of people in Dynasty they took TJ pretty early, so we'll see how it all unfolds. I'm uh, I'm not opposed to it by any means. Tight ends are scarce, so whenever one that's really really talented comes in, you got to scoop that guy up no matter what, especially in Dynasty league. So. That's kind of where I'm looking at, at the Detroit situation. Um, then, right after him, the other tight end that came from Iowa, Noah Font, or Noah Fant. I'm not really sure I pronounce it. Um, don't really care. But, yeah. Is he's that a 20-year-old? Um, I think that's him. No, that's, no, Irv. that's Irv. Yeah, that's Irv. Yeah, Irv Smith's 20. So, Noah Font was the other tight end from Iowa. He's going to the Broncos. Now, this is where... In my like, I feel like it's going to be a good connection because Flacco kind of has always like went to the tight end, like that's just kind of like been his thing. I know like Ben Watson was there; he had you know his weeks, but the Ravens were just so mediocre for so long. But it's going to be cool to see Flacco with like a new cast of characters now. I think Flacco just needed bigger targets to be able to throw the ball to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you didn't, he never really had like that huge name. Yeah, you have 14 completions and seven of them were to tight ends that were running out in the flat and wide open while he was getting chased. Right, <laughs> like, like all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, for Flacco, I don't this trust year, anybody that Flacco's throwing a football to. I really don't. <laughs> I mean, I might eat those words well, if mean, he comes out and just, be, yeah, just goes crazy, but I don't trust anybody. It's <clears throat> it's going to be different for sure. I mean, he's got a, there's a lot of young talent, and it, so it's almost kind of like he's going into the same situation that he just left, just because of like the younger talent. But you know, I like Cortland Sutton. I think that he's definitely going to be a player to watch this year, coming from last season. Um, and then uh, Deshaun Hamilton's another one too, that was you know new onto the scene that's going to be developing going into this year. So it's going to be cool to see what happens with him, and I don't think that either of those two picks are bad, especially in dynasty and even in redrafts. Like later on, late in your draft, I don't think that they're bad picks either. We all know Philip Lindsay's going to do Philip Lindsay things. But I think the big question is like, is Royce Freeman going to be able to like to establish anything this season, or are they at the point now where they've realized like Lindsay's our guy? We should put him like first overall. I mean, I, they they've got a great thing going. So I mean, yeah, I they had they split carries pretty good, but yeah. just when Lindsey got the ball, something happened, and Royce got the ball. Uh, 
all the hype from him from last year must have got him. He had so much hype. There was so much Royce Freeman hype. And, uh, and he was he was probably my biggest disappointment, like rookie coming into last. Yeah, we're getting season. closer to starting to see what the hype's going to be for this year. Who's going to be the hype guys? Well, but that's the crazy thing is these hype guys might not be shit. Remember that they might not be shit. Yeah, and I mean we got we got some of them on the list, and I know that the one for sure we've talked about already, Kyler Murray, the biggest hype of all. Um, yeah, you know Hawkinson's like that, that, these are the guys we're talking about right now. So it's just like. You know, you never know which one's going to be the one to bust, but one of them probably will. Um, but yeah, I like Noah Font. I like the situation. I think that you know, Denver is—they just seem like a tight end team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how they formulate and doing things differently. So they got the great running back there. Um, I think he'll be a great complement to the offense and definitely a good pickup for somebody that's doing a dynasty league. Uh, other tight end, Irv Smith, the one that we mentioned, he's 20 years old, coming from Alabama. He's going into a situation that I feel like I don't really know how this is going to go, like what Zimmer's going to do, because with with Kyle Rudolph there, Kyle Rudolph is another one of those mediocre tight ends. You know, he's one of the guys you never really know what's going to happen. I mean, how, have, you've drafted him before. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't consider Rudolph mediocre. I mean, if you consider... I've never really had him. Know, Kelsey is elite, but Kelsey's a wide receiver. Like that's what he is to me. He's not a tight end. <laughs> He's just a big old wide receiver that lines up as tight end and can block. Right. Um Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. And like Ertz is Ertz has more of that tight end mentality. Yeah, a little bit more and then you like you go down. I mean I guess you consider Rudolph as mediocre, but I think he's had some really good games last year. He got pretty consistent enough to stay in lineups <laughs> last year, but we'll see. If he comes back, didn't he get that to be a really bad injury? Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, he was he was fucked up, I believe. I have to double check I on think that. He, I think he fucked up his. Did he fuck up his knee? Was that last year? He had a hyper extension. Let's check it out. Check it out. Um, I don't see anything like on the forefront, like right uh-huh. now, like with what I'm. Wasn't that him that had that bad hyper extension? I think I don't remember whatever, but I don't know. But I know he signed 2014. Let's see. Um, yeah, there's really not anything that shows that. I don't really know. I mean, it's possible. I just don't keep up with Kyle Rudolph. I can't. I've never drafted him. I've never really been yeah, interested. The Vikings are trying to trade Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. So I mean, well, I know he came out and he had a statement saying something like, you know, well, I, I think that you know they're going to find multiple ways to use multiple tight ends. So well, this was yesterday. Fun. Yeah, I know. So like, maybe he's just in denial right now. Yeah. Like, like it was like when nobody wanted Rudolph to play in the reindeer games. So like, that's what he's facing right now. Like he's he's being shunned out because he's got a red nose and also is mediocre at tight end. 64 catches, 634 yards, and four touchdowns, yeah. Yes, yeah, pretty mediocre. So Irv Must Smith, not have been him that got hurt this last year. I forget who it was. Somebody got fucked up with that hyperextension. Yeah. I don't know who it was. That was, that was, a, that was a good bit ago. of injuries. But, yeah, Rudolph's just never been appealing. So Irv Smith coming in there, I know that he was he's pretty damn good tight end in Alabama. Um, he shined a good bit. And so with them getting a new rookie, you know, with they're, they're going to have um, – it's going to be what? Him, you got Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, same same old cast characters, Kirk Cousins, quarterback. And then the other big thing for the Vikings, Dalvin Cook, is basically kind of going to be taking charge now. We're not going to see so much of these split stuff going on. 
Um, so Dalvin Cook is going to be taking charge of that backfield. We'll really get to see what he's made of. I know last year it was pretty mediocre when he came back from that injury. So it's going to be a uh, maybe that's who you were thinking about that got injured. Who were you thinking about Dalvin Cook? Maybe no, no, no. I forget who it was. Okay, but yeah, it's uh it's going to be pretty interesting to see that as well. And I I do think that that Dalvin's going to be a little bit better in fantasy this year, but I still am not worried about taking him. I think that until Kirk Cousins can show us that, you know, he's got a true grip on that team at quarterback and get him back to where they were when Keenum was there. Yeah, I know, all right. Adam Thielen started off so hot last season, too, and then, like, just kind of fell off towards the end. So that was probably the most disappointing thing for me because I was pretty hyped. He man. had the injury, and it's not that he fell <clears throat> off. He just wasn't producing 150 yards of freaking. No, Kirk Cousins started game. shitting his pants every time he threw the damn ball. Yeah. That's what happened. So Kirk Cousins got to get his shit together, and that te- that team could be scary dangerous if he just get his shit together. I don't know, but we'll see what the fuck happens and transpires there. DK Metcalf, this dude showed so much emotion. He cried his eyes out when he got drafted, and Pete Carroll was on the phone with him, and he's like, "Why y'all wait? Why y'all wait from the second round? So long, man. The end of the second round, this dude got drafted. I mean, like he was not expecting that shit. Could you imagine how, how fucking scared?" You would be like if you were like all over the media and then you didn't get picked up to the last pick in the second round. Yeah, I'd be. You know. Dude, he was like on the phone, like so happy and sad at the same time. Like this dude, like, like was bumping Lil Xan betrayed, like just like mm. hardcore as the fuck, just like just feeling bad. But he's gonna he's gonna be good up there. I know that they've got to get that run game back fixed up. Um, you know they definitely got some work they have to do in Seattle. Russell Wilson's back. You just gotta got learn how paid. to get a running back to can stay healthy. Yeah, that's, like, the hard thing. So, like, I know, was it Rashad Penny? Maybe we'll get to see a little bit more of him this year. Had, what, that Carson guy? Chris Carson, Rashad Penny? I want to see yeah, a yeah. whole bunch of them, man. They, they just, like, they, they spent so much time trying to recreate beast mode that they're not understanding that you, you just don't need to try to recreate the past. Yeah, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny. They got CJ Procise, JD yeah. McKissick. They had all all of them were in lineups. Bo Scarbros there. I didn't even know that. Another Alabama kid. He he had some shit going down with him in the draft, I think, two years ago or a year ago or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, Rashad Penny is definitely somebody that we could see break out this year because we didn't really see much of it last year. You don't know which one of them is going to take over because you don't mm-hmm. know which one's going to stay damn healthy. But I do know uh Will Disley is getting better from his injury. He should be coming back. That's another guy you should look at. Will Disley did pretty damn well last season. From what I remember watching, he was a great pickup for people that had a lot of tight end injury bug issues. So Disley's going to have some good value. What about the the Seattle wide receiver they were talking about? He might retire or he might not Doug sign Baldwin. Again. Baldwin, yeah. Because of the bad injuries he's had. Yeah. So if Baldwin goes, I mean, you look at what Tyler Lockett becomes your number one. Yeah. I and mean, then you got David Moore is there. Um, um, like a, he, that's a mid-course touchdowns. Yeah, this long ball guy. So DK Metcalf, he's just got to get a little bit better with his running, uh, his route running. But if once he shapes up on that dude, I think DK could be an instant impact for the Seahawks next season. So that's why I scooped him up in my dynasty draft. Um, so I've got him on my team. I'm pretty excited about DK, the human Batman suit. So the Seahawks definitely still have to keep rocking and rolling like they're doing. I mean, they got to the playoffs. 
So, I mean, they're doing something. Pete Carroll, I mean, when you chew that much gum on a daily basis, like your jaw is constantly relaying just power messages to your brain. So you're trying to make things happen. Um, So he's doing that. So thank you for chewing gum, Pete Carroll. All right, Josh Jacobs. He's probably the the, the highest rated talk of the draft with far as go? running back. So he's with Oakland. Um, so so now when we're looking at John Gruden's team. This is the issues we face. Do we suck again? Oh. <laughs> like you just it. I don't I don't know. Like Josh Jacobs is a, is a fucking phenomenal talent. Um, he can do everything. They brought Doug Baldwin back over there to help, you know, kind of shape him. I don't know if that's the right guy to shape him, but I think that you should just let the guy get out there and do his damn thing. Doug Martin. Yeah, not Doug Baldwin. Sorry. <laughs> Doug Martin. He was, was on the like, brain. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He didn't. We just talked about yeah, him We like wide receivers to train our running backs here in Oakland. It's a John Gruden strategy. <laughs> yeah, it's new. It's new stuff. <laughs> Spider X. Old school, new school. Yeah, exactly. So, with Josh Jacobs being there, I think that they should personally just let him run wild. Like, just put him in there, make him a three-down back. Fuck it. Don't look back. That That's how you, you just you throw somebody into the fire. Look at Saquon Barkley. I mean, they threw him into the fire, but, I mean, I don't think Josh Jacobs' legs are as big as Saquon Barkley's legs. Because when you have frog legs, you can do, like, supernatural shit. Yeah. Um, so, he doesn't have that, but he still is good. And then you've got uh, another some new cast of characters, Antonio Brown. He, he's got to be the star of the team. Right there. I think he instantly takes spotlight away from Derek Carr. Unless they both pose in denim jackets on a car this year. I think that that could be something that could happen. Could also impact fantasy value just because of sheer denimness. So that's something to take a look at as well. Also, uh, I think there was uh, Hunter Renfro, rookie, that went to Oakland. That's another rookie in Oakland. Wide receiver. I don't see why he Picked wouldn't. Picked tight end, too. Yeah, you got a tight end because Jarrett Cook's going. So this is going to be a super so a tight end team. picked up. I'm not. You got. You have his name pulled up. Yes, I do. Is what he, was his name? His school was LSU. He went to the LSU. He went to LSU. Yeah, got to love that. Morrow. What was that again? Foster Morrow. Foster Morrow. Morrow. They say, Morrow. They say, everybody says that we just want him Cajun names. Morrow, probably. He's he's a he's a Louisiana. I believe a Louisiana native that actually went to Louisiana school. So. Okay, Louisiana He's really guy. good. He's really fucking good, dude. Tight end. You yeah. have any stats to share? Uh, I guess I can pull up some stats, but I've just I've watched him play. He's one of like LSU players. I've actually watched him fuckers play. So this is the segment where we pull up the stats. Welcome to stats segments where we're on our phones and we're gonna pull up some stats. Yeah. Come on, man. It's being dumb. What was it? Was sixth round? Fifth round? Where you at, bowl? This segment is brought to you by Cheez-Its. <laughs> Cheez-Its. Yum. Alright, so the stat train's getting close to leaving, but he is from LSU, and he might be good. I haven't looked into this guy that much. I'm not really sure. You have a glossary right now. Yeah, I know. I'm still trying to find him. I, sh- I should have paid attention to what route he went at. I thought it was a fifth. It's okay. Oh, He's that. It's okay. He's there. Do your homework on him because we have to do more homework on him as well. So, yeah. Hunter Renfro was another guy I drafted. I like him a lot. Um, 
I mean, if you watch the shit that he did at Clemson, you there's no denying that he is going to be a great talent, especially in Dynasty Leagues. So Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, the two guys that I'm most excited in that system for. Um, and if we do find the stats for uh, for oh, dang, Moreau, right the fourth round. then then we'll, we'll get them to you in another life. Nikhil Harry. So let's move forward. New England Patriots have not drafted a wide receiver like that in a, in a very long time. And the way we talked about it on last week's podcast, we had Tommy Moe on, we were talking about it. The way that Nikhil Harry handled his phone call, he's already ready to be a Patriot. So just to catch you up, Jordan, he was uh, he got his phone call, straight face, that he was going to the Patriots, hung up the phone, went back to showing his friend something on Instagram. <laughs> just didn't, like, just didn't, just even, didn't even give a fuck. Just Patriot no way all the way. Like, he knew, like, he's like, okay, no more fun. Let me just get back to showing my friend this on Instagram because my life is about to completely change and go to shit <laughs> and hell in a handbasket when I, when I go to boot camp because it's not football. It's boot camp. Um, so Nikhil Harry is definitely going to be a seasoned soldier rookie when it comes to the season this year. If you got Nikhil Harry – I'm, I'm pumped for you. Tom Brady is going to make sure that he gets fed. Um, we don't really know what's going to happen with Josh Gordon, if he's ever going to come back. But we know Chris Hogan's not there anymore. Um, and he he's now with the Panthers. So they got to have some stuff to, you know, some guys to replace him. Um, but Nikhil Harry automatically just hops to me with him and Julian Edelman. Um, Edelman's always still going to be a great fantasy pickup. Nikhil Edelman. Sony Michelle in the backfield, James White in the backfield. Not really sure what's going to happen with Rex Burkhead, but it's the Patriots. They're yeah. going to find a way to make some magic happen. You just don't know who's going to get the magic on that day. No, you got to be like a hardcore analyst to analyze and know what Bill Belichick plans to do. I think. I think though, I will say this: like I'm getting, I'm starting to get a little more comfortable. Like with the thought of like drafting Sony Michelle because you just know he's going to get work. Ah, but you got James White, man. I mean, I know. I mean, he might like, take the touchdowns, but if you're in a standard nah, scoring league, the PPRs, yeah, well, shit. yeah, PPR. You want James White all day, but Sony Michelle. I mean, standard leagues. That's that's just the way PPR you go. PPR is the standard. Yeah, PPR is the standard. It's that simple. Sounds like a radio program ad. Well, it is what it is. PPR, PPR is, is the, the standard. standard. Thanks for listening. If you're still playing standard, you're you're missing out. Mm. And then. uh Last guy that I want to talk about. So there's a lot of stuff that's that's going on um, on this 49ers team. Uh, Debo Samuel comes in as a wide receiver from South Carolina. And we were talking about this earlier. A lot of people are, like, doubting Marquise Goodwin um, with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back. They've got so much young talent at wide receiver. George Kittle is obviously their number one guy. Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon in the backfield. What what's happening with this wide receiver crew this year? I mean, in your opinion, like like what do you see going down with this team? Are they going to be more run heavy, pass heavy? What's Shanahan? Got I think up that's sleeve? just people talking shit that don't want you to draft him because they want to draft him themselves. Well, he finally that's what went. I think. He finally went in our dynasty league. I don't have. I don't. I, I don't up. think there's anything going to change for for Goodwin or for George Kittle. I think that if they can, be fine. they can catch those type of passes from a backup quarterback. I can't imagine what they're going to do with a full, health, full, healthy Jimmy Garoppolo with, like you said, McKinnon and Coleman in the backfield. Like, 
I think I think Jimmy G, if he stays healthy, he could end up as like top three quarterback this year. Okay, so let's see. So yeah, he's uh he hasn't been drafted yet, Marquise Goodwin, and I think what they're saying on Sleeper about him, um, <clears throat> Kyle Shanahan tipped his hand prior to the draft when he praised Goodwin's ability to play at a high level at times, but also stated that he doesn't always need to be a starting receiver. The big play wide out took a step backwards in production in 2018. Da da da, blah 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 blah. He got injured. Let's see. Um, believes that Samuel could push for a starting job alongside Dante Pettis. Yeah, they still have Pettis too. Right off the bat, which could push Goodwin into a specialist role. So a lot of people are low on him, I guess, just by reading this kind of stuff. But they're saying Goodwin stock's definitely lower uh, than it was heading into last year's fantasy campaign. I don't know if I believe that. I mean, dude, I like it though. I can get him later. I mean, he's twenty eight. <laughs> he's twenty eight years old. Yeah, you can get him late, depending on what people are reading. But like, that's just what they're saying about him on Sleeper. So it's uh, it's definitely going to be weird to see. But the Forty ers like the only players that I'm trusting off that team, I like Coleman, and I like Kittle, and I like Garoppolo and McKinnon too. <laughs> yeah, I forget what McKinnon is capable of. Just he might take a year off. <laughs> Are you still are you still, still sad about McKinnon after drafting him? Before oh yeah, I'm still sad about <laughs> it. It fucked your whole entire like, it like fall. All, it fucked up like three of my drafts, dude. <laughs> like big time. <clears throat> it fucking just just took it to town. All right, so those are some of the impact guys. Those are some of the teams and some of the things around that team that we're looking at as far as fantasy and how we're we're looking about them this year. And I'm just excited. I'm man, just we didn't excited. even talk about old Daniel Jones, man. You have something to say about <laughs> Daniel Jones? Is know. he going to be an immediate impact? I don't know. He's going to be. Is he going to tell yeah, Eli to sit yeah, the fuck down? He's going to be an immediate impact because now they're. I mean, I'm not saying this guy's great. I'm saying he's going to be. He's going to have at least somebody sit behind him that could possibly throw the football. Are you saying to draft Eli Manning this year? No, fuck no, no. Uh, Are we going to see like some uh, some Alex Smith heat like when Patrick Mahomes got drafted? I don't know why Eli just won't come out and say I don't want to play for New York anymore. I want to go if, somewhere else. But no, think about that. Remember, remember <laughs> he did when, it when he got drafted. <laughs> remember when Kansas City drafted uh, Patrick Mahomes? I, Alex Smith, like that season, he stepped his game up tremendously. He did. What if we see that out of Eli? And what I don't if Eli know, is going to be stepped his sleeper he, quarterback? He stepped his game up, but they also stepped up with Tyree Kill. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then he stepped back. He stepped back. Tyree Kill. Well, he's not by choice. A, yeah, he's taking a step back. <laughs> sad, sad stuff. But yeah, football season. That's going to be interesting coming. if he does get it. Who's gonna, who's going to be the one to take that role over there? Travis Kelsey. Well, Travis Kelsey's already getting. I mean, he can't get Sammy much more Watkins. volume than he's already getting. Sammy Watkins. Uh, old. Yeah, I think Kelvin Benjamin's there. He's gonna one Popeye's biscuit away yeah. from the tight end. Yeah, <laughs> thanks Booger. But yeah, so football season's coming up. We're still gonna be talking about a lot more of that stuff. Uh, diving real quick into NASCAR. Uh, the racers are headed to Dover International Speedway this weekend. I uh, just got my article written. I have our my sleepers and drivers to avoid on Roto Baller, as well as my DFS preview for the Gander RV400. A big thing that happened this week in NASCAR, they went back to single car qualifying after five years, which I think is fantastic. For those of you that aren't too familiar with what's been going on before, they used to do like elimination qualifying where everybody drafted. Now they're going back to just true speed from the car and how you handled the track. 
You get two. You got two laps this past week. But uh, my drivers that I'm picking, and you can go and read more in more detail about why I'm picking them. I'm backing Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Jimmy Johnson, and William Byron this Sunday for your fantasy NASCAR lineup. So if you're setting them, get over there. You can plug them into FanDuel or DraftKings. I made sure they fit, and you still have salary cap for other drivers to put in there. And you can still, with this lineup, I'm telling you guys, you can really maximize how much money you'll win this week. Use those four drivers. Throw two more in on DraftKings. Throw one more in on FanDuel. Go get you some moolah. But it's going to be exciting. I know that Dover, a lot of the guys right now are talking about how fast that the track is. So I'm hoping that we see a good bit of action at Dover. And we'll be watching it on Sunday. So you should too. And again, we'll have the NASCAR video up from Talladega. It's going to show you guys that NASCAR is way more than just a race on a Sunday. Would you agree? Yes, I agree completely. So we're going to start our garage talk off. Uh, with with a new segment called Random Shit We Find. Uh, so this week on Random Shit We Find, uh, Jordan has the pleasure of presenting it, and uh, it's we're just going to let you hear the audio of a video, and we'll tell you where it's from after. So enjoy. Wow, service. Thanks, bud. The service is bad. Yo! Oh. Give me your money, bro. I don't have any money, bro. Yeah, bro, I, I have I have a weapon, bro. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Chill, chill. Whoa. You'd kind of be, like, shooting me for, like, no reason because, like, I don't got any, like, cash or anything. I'm about to pull up. i do it. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah, all right, all right. Chill, chill. Whoa. Calm down, bro. Bro, don't, don't make me call my homie, bro. He's going to have to hold me back, bro. I'm just hanging out here, bro. Call your friend. I dare you. All right. You're giving me all these anxiety stuff. You busy right now? Wait, what did he say? No. Oh. All right. What, what did your homie say? Yo, it's, it seems like he he's not going to hold me back, bro. He's not, he's busy. Oh, he's busy? So, you're, you're f***. Bro, that sucks. I'm I'm gonna shoot you in the fucking face, bro. Oh snap! No, you don't need to do that. I got beef jerky. I don't have a car. Yeah. Oh, I could give you a ride. Nah. Really? I'm, I'm gonna I'm pulling up. Just like don't shoot me or whatever. Alright. Alright. Okay, cool. Thanks. And like, don't swear or whatever. So I don't have to bleep it out. What? Don't swear. Why? I have to bleep it out. Oh, shit. No, yeah. Uh, all right, well, don't do that. Do what? You coming to my show? Oh, you put that up? I didn't put it up. Oh, uh, who did? Who put that up? Me. Oh, you're confusing me and stuff. Your vibe is very confusing. Bro. Dude, are you coming? Yeah, I got nothing going on. It's Sunday. Sunday? There's a dog here. Oh, what the? Hey, what up, dog? What? Meow. Oh, bro, that's not what that's not what dogs sound like. That's a cat. Oh. 
That's a dog. I'm pulling up. Like, do, make a dog noise. Can you do that? Move. What? Meow. That's just a louder fo- form of a cat. You got like, rough. <clears throat> you know? Are you cr- cruising up here? Like, did you want to just hang out or Yeah, I'm what? cruising. All right, well, hurry up. Cruising up. Up here? Yeah. Oh, snap. Who's that? Is that your mom or, or something? Nah. Oh. Hi. Hi, Mom. You just said hi, Mom. Nah. I'm homeless. Why don't you call your mom? She's homeless, too. Oh, snap. You need a place to crash? I just want money, bro. You mobbing up here or, or what? Yeah. Maybe. Can uh, I? Yeah, of course, bro. You have a gun, so you can kind of do whatever. All right. Yeah, I do have a gun. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I'm mobbing up. Kind of nervous. Mobbing up. All right. I'll be, like, hanging out while you cruise. Oh, snap. That's a bit dramatic, bro. Fuck. Yo, I, I, I can't get up right now. Oh, snap. Can you hold my gun? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Whoa, bro. Thanks. All right, dog. It's heavy, bro. There, you need a hand, dog? Just grab, yeah. the, just grab like, the gun. Oh, thanks, bro. Yeah. I can smell the beef jerky from here. That was random shit we find on the internet. Um, so, yeah. That was cool. Hey, um, so Old Town Road is a, is a great song. And it's number one on the charts right now. What was your... What, where were you when you first hold, heard Old Town Road? I don't remember. Um, it was... It's a really catchy song. Don't get me wrong. You know? I, I, I could enjoy listening to it and everything. But... Not a lot. It's not been, like people play it. Like. It's been everywhere. The other day I watched two kids in a, in a 1997 Chevrolet pickup truck... Uh, turned that song on in a Walmart parking lot, and they they backed up and they knocked over two buggies, and then they drove off when it started saying, "I got the horses in the back." Yeah. That's a true story. Uh, shit, you not. I really watched that happen. Yeah, it's uh, songs like that, man. It's a phenomenon. It's like, like Blueface with Tatiana. Right. Like, this is the new Tatiana. Let, let's make a song with the dumbest shit that we can think of. And it's just going to blow up because people are fucking dumb. We're going to change country hip-hop music. Oh, no, the country rejected it. Country rejected it? Yeah. They, it's they, official? They, yeah, they like they took it off of the Billboard Top 100 in country. It was on country? Yeah, it was under country. So now it's just number one in the country. Yeah, it was like, it was on the Billboard Is it better to be music. on country or in the country? No, they we're talking two different things here. I know, but but would you rather be on the country or in the country? Um, in the country music or in the country country? The country. Yeah, I'd rather be here. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's where old. So Town like they Road put is. it on like after that they put it on the rap list and that's where it's at. It's on the rap list now. Has anyone ever figured out where Old Town Road actually is? I think they have one in all. Time the out. Towns. There's a bug on, up here. I got it. Don't worry. I think there's an old Old Town Road on every 
every every city just about. I would love to see a sign that said Old Town Road. Would you take it home and put it on your on your? There's above one in the music video. There is one. Mm-hmm. Music. So they have it made. So it's real. Yeah, yeah. So Old Town Road exists. If you've ever visited Old Town Road, do a selfie and say. You know, you probably can't find it because the signs are already probably stolen everywhere. There's an Old Town Road. Well, if you do find one that isn't stolen. Take a picture and put on social media hashtag, hey, I'm on Old Town Road, Garage Guy Chase and Jordan, and this is for you, period. And make sure you put a period at the end of the hashtag. Um, one thing, I know where there's probably a lot of Old Town Roads in in Sierra Leone, Africa, where the government is, is after you. So would you care to tell the listeners the story of what happened and why that you might be under a uh, cyber attack from Sierra Leone. Man, I thought, I thought, I mean, I, look, there was alcohol involved. All right, don't get me wrong. Lots of beers. Yeah, there was lots of beers. Lots of slamming Brad K's, pounding some K-Harbs. No, no, it was the, it was my kind. Okay, so you were, you were mixing some Mickeys. I was, I was hitting some Mickeys. And okay. I get someone, someone's going to bring me some food. If someone calls me and says, I'm going to bring you some food, and it's like, it's someone that doesn't ever call me and say, I got food for you. Like, it was just random. Like, they said that somebody, they had to remake their food or something, so they had some extra food, and they were going to bring it to me to eat. Very, 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 very random. Doesn't doesn't happen, you know? And I, I say that with with good reason. It'll come back later in the story. Um, they, you know, come around. I, mean, I walk out to the to the front yard, and I get the, get the food and everything, and I sit there and talk, and... They commenced to tell me, like, they got this phone call from this really weird number today. And I was like, what? I was like, yeah, man. Showed me and everything. Look, I like to call these numbers back. It's, it's, I love to, to fuck with people. And this is one of the times that I probably won't ever do it again because I think it really fucked me up. So I fucking was like, call it back. Let's see what it, what it is. You know, because the number looked really awkward. It was like, it was like 11 digits and a plus sign on it. Don't call those numbers back, by the way. Um, so we called it back. It was like two two people talking to each other. It was like, you know, a couple seconds. And I tried to talk, and they didn't hear me. And I hung up on, you know, whatever. Well, then I go inside, get me some food, and then I get me a beer. And I call Chase. And I walk outside the back around the pool, and I sit down and everything. And I'm on the phone with Chase, and that same number calls my phone. We called that number on her, on, on the, uh, the other person's phone. We didn't call it on my phone. So then it just, it, it randomly calls my number. And I'm like, holy crap, Chase. Like, what is going on? How did it get my number down? Why is it calling me? You they, know, like, they were this, after you. it was like 10 minutes later, too. It was like, like, it was all interconnected. And I honestly, like, I know that that number was calling, you know, ended up with that number was calling a whole lot of numbers around here. You were fearing for your life, the, though. The fact that it called my phone that time. Naked and, and then And then you add in the, 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 the beers. Um, on top of a day that I had that day, man, I was, I was ready to stay strapped. It was, it was a hard conspiracy theory. Oh man. It was, it was, it was conspiracy truth at the time. It was, it no, the conspiracy was true. It wasn't a conspiracy. Well, I don't know. The conspiracy was true, but somebody was, I took it to a whole nother level that it shouldn't have been taken to, but I knew I was, but I was having such a good time. Yeah, it was talking like, about it. It was like playing Blues Clues, like because yeah. you're like, you know what? Hey, we're gonna get to the bottom of this. You know, yeah. you're gonna be Steve, and like, you know, I was Blue, and we were just trying to find a clue. Yeah, and like we kept on, we called him back and back and forth. Okay, whatever. So, you know, me and Chase were talking about it and everything, and bow, bow, bow. 
He tries to call a number. He can't even call the number. He calls me back. We're talking about it. Yeah, my phone. I have an, I have a real phone and iPhone. It wouldn't let me call it because yeah, it protects. It me. couldn't handle the. It couldn't handle the phone call. That's right. It protects um, me. So no, it actually didn't call a lot of other iPhones. Hashtag Twitter, called more iPhones Twitter than Android. Androids. Um, but then I go to take a screenshot of the number to send a chase to show that it called me again, and we did some research. Well, no, we didn't. Yeah, you you were doing research. Yeah, I was so, like, I was the guy in the ear. Yeah, so what happened was I went to go take the screenshot, and then I realized that number had already called my phone that day, and I didn't even notice it. So this is when, like, like cue, like, Jaws music. Yeah, this is when shit started getting really, really even more like, what the hell's going on? Okay, so the number, this is what actually happened. The number called my phone at 7, called the other person's phone around 9, and the food was brought to me at 9.30. And then the number called me again after I'd interacted. So, that was some weird stuff, you know. Like, if I would have noticed it called me first and then it called her, I would be like, okay, well, something's going on. But if I would have realized it, you know, when it first happened, you know, she would have said something. But just the way that it happened and, like, the way the, uh, the events unfolded just... Did not sit easy with me. So yeah, for like a solid like four hours, Jordan was convinced that that the African government was was targeting him and something bad was about to happen. We literally listened to a recording for like ten fucking minutes where he probably got charged like over fucking a hundred and something dollars on his phone bill for having ten minutes, and that was the total scam. Yeah, it was so, like it was like five minutes, but yeah, we'll, well, we we'll listen to this conversation. We're gonna see. I'll, I'll let y'all know what the what the charges are and everything. But. So yeah, so if anybody if anybody out there dares to call it you know if you if you just feel like you know being generous and giving some scammer in sierra leone your love and your time feel free to call plus two three two two one one nine zero one one seven and you can hear a guy and a girl talking about um talking about having like a full-blown conversation about about men and women and like relationships. They said they loved each other in it. Yeah, or he said and... he was talking about like fuck that guy. He's yeah. like fuck that man. And yeah. they're speaking broken English, but you can understand it's really it. Kind weird, of... really weird. Yeah, he was like fuck that guy, and she was like, well, I have. They're like playing twenty one questions or something. They're playing questions like a game of questions. And he's at, he asked her like five questions, and then yeah. he's like, okay, now you ask me a question. So we listened to that for a solid, you know, five to ten minutes, and um, yeah, Jordan got charged for it. So no, it I was, haven't gotten charged for it. Did you get your money's worth? That's the question it. everybody wants. I to had know. a I had a good time. It was a great I had time. A good time. I can't lie to Are you. Are you sure? Like, I was. I was. You thought you had a missile pointing at you from space from Africa? Hey, it made me feel important. You were. You were. I told him that like maybe you're chosen to save the world, and like now you have to go and like spread this number to everyone so they can hear these two people have like a. A therapy talk. It could have could have happened, but you know what? I'd have been ready. It's very that's, true. That's the thing. I'd have been ready to do that. So so yeah. So he was ready. He was strapped. But it's all good. Everything's okay now. Uh, we're all safe. There will be no African government coming after Jordan's life. So we can all breathe now, um, and we we can know. And you know, they, I guess the main thing here is you know don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I never cried right. about it or got sad or anything. But. On a scale of 1 to 10, how mean are you going to be to the people at AT&T when you tell them you're not paying for that? Oh, no, I mean, I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to get mean until they tell me I have to pay it. So Sorry, you, sir, you, you have start, to pay this. you got to start nice those kind of things, you know. You I, would, I would give them a fuck. Start off nice, like, throw out a couple of, couple of lies, and then, you know, then whenever they start telling you, oh, they're not going to do anything about it, then I'll tell them, 
you know, then I, then I get to Dylan. And then you get free HBO. Yeah, I'll get free something. Yeah. I would just tell them to to be sure to send the bill to two three two two one one nine zero one one seven. Yeah, send it to them. I think I just know send the bill to that to that number right there. I'm gonna so tell them. Things. I'm telling them I didn't. I, I was not read my rights before that phone call. Right. So now that you know that your life's not over, uh, we have a, a major holiday coming up for alcoholics and people that love tacos on uh, on Sunday tomorrow. Uh, Cinco de Mayo, or as we like to call it, Cinco de Drinco. And for those of you who listen, have been listening to the pod for a long time, you're a long time, you know, you're like a real, real boy or a real girl, and you've been listening for a long time, you remember we did the Cinco de Drinco episode last year. So this is Cinco de Drinco 2.0. We're not in a bar this time, but we're here to give you some advice on how to turn your local Mexican restaurant into a full-blown Cinco de Drinco rager. So, without further ado, let's start some of the tips and and teach you guys how to make shit pop at your restaurant. So, if you're like us, you know we have like two we have like two Mexican restaurants in the town that that we're about, and um, you know one of them does some like hardcore shit, the other one does some okay shit. Um, but I know that the newer one has been the most popping as of late, and so. Like, if you walk into a Mexican restaurant and yours is just boring as hell, here's some ideas. Number one, when you are going into your restaurant, make sure you only wear a pair of flip-flops, white crew socks, um, just throw on like a t-shirt and some athletic shorts, buy an oversized poncho and a sombrero and a fake mustache. Walk in there like you're wearing normal clothes. That's going to be a big conversation starter. A big attention getter. People are going to instantly feel that you're in the party mood. So get some balls. Ladies, make sure your ovaries are swollen nicely. Doesn't matter what you have to do. Toughen up. Rock this look. This is going to be great for you. It's going to be great for the party scene. And you're just going to instantly be a topic of conversation. Yeah, like that's if you want to just walk in in there, you know, and get all kinds of attention. Yeah, exactly. But but for but for the most part, you get the attention, and then you can just be like, "Hey, do I have everybody's attention?" Yes, let's fucking rage, and then you just like start pouring the margs out for everyone. Um, some other ideas that we have here. Did you like your your idea? Your idea that you had. Which one are you talking about? I put up a couple. So of times. we had some. So you can check this out. I think I have yours right here. Would you like to would you like to do the honors? Which one are you talking about? There's 30 of them you can't write. This one right here. My handwriting is godsend. You can take <laughs> oh, that no, back. I can't read that. Grilling outside. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'll read off the topics. Yes, yeah, so that's like, fine. Yeah, Grilling I like, outside. I like it whenever they make the tacos outside on a little on a little griddle. So like that. it takes street lock street tacos to a brand new level um, because you're actually getting tacos on the street. Some of the risks that you may run, getting hit by a car. Getting mugged, depending on what town you're in. Um, having your chicken or steak fall on the ground. But is it really a street taco unless it hits the asphalt? Yeah, it, it, it's 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 no longer a taco if it hits the asphalt. But but what if like okay, so where did street taco come from? Did like somebody like cook tacos on like a hot like asphalt road and put it in a tortilla? No. Okay, where where do you think street tacos came from? Um, they they called them food trucks, and they parked on the street, and they sold tacos. Okay, how long has this been going on? Years and years and years and years. Years and years. Do you yeah, think it was like happening in the seventies? Yeah, definitely. 
What about bike tacos? Do you think that was ever a thing? Bike tacos? Yeah, like somebody like cooked tacos on a bike. No, I don't think so. I, would you try them? No. I would try them. Um, another thing you can do, uh, so buying shots for like, uh, like shots of tequila for like all the women in a bar. So the one thing we all know is that tequila makes her clothes fall off. That was from a country song. So if you just give them just enough tequila, like enough women, enough tequila, like they clothes won't fall off, but they'll, they'll be ready to party. So it'll make every, uh, husband of every woman in the bar happy because they'll be ready to party and party at home as well. And also they'll be extremely ecstatic because we know that ladies like to have a good time. Um, so yeah, buy shots for every yeah, lady you in the bar. you gotta be though, because you start giving women tequila and it's like a dangerous, dangerous, like a science experiment. Like whenever they're like, hey, just put one drop and then like they pour a little bit too much and it just explodes on them. It's the same thing with women and tequila. Look, you gotta make sure you give her just enough. Don't go over at all. You give her too much. The clothes are staying on and and you sleeping on the couch. If your Mexican restaurant has a fountain inside of it, they will definitely be swimming um, in there before you take them home. So the party might happen prematurely and you may have to carry a very intoxicated uh, spouse out of a Mexican restaurant. So those are some things to watch out for, but it would still be a pretty cool idea. And, and I'm sure a lot of people would be excited for, to get free shots because tequila shots are pretty expensive depending on what type of tequila you're getting. Like Patron, like what is that, like 12 to 15 a shot? I know in the I know in up north in the bigger states it's a little bit more. So it can be some pretty expensive stuff. So if you're rolling with it like that, there's an idea. Um, another one we have is uh, is walking up to elderly elderly people and and just asking them to dance randomly nothing people love to watch old people dance it's like you know do some jitterbug out there on the dance floor but like you need to immediately dancing right you can immediately throw an elderly person into a salsa dance and that's when you really see what they're made of so like you know a lot of of older people say oh my bones are fragile but i've seen some old people do some like hardcore heavy salsa dancing exactly they groove they boogie so this is something to look out for so just go grab an elderly person, whether you're a girl or a guy, grab a man or a woman, doesn't matter, and just start dancing with them. And people are going to be like, hey, there's a there's a guy or a girl in a poncho and crew socks dancing with an old lady. This must be a fucking party. That, that's what I would think if I saw that. So there's one. Um, uh, install a zip line inside of a restaurant. So it's, it's a tough feat, uh, but it can be done. Just You need to go in there, have your zip line ready, uh, a couple carabiners. Um, and you know, just put it in there and just come in hot and just say where the fuck's the chips at. And everybody's going to instantly give you an applause and you're going to just start the party off. Right. It's going to be a great rager. So zip lines are definitely something to look out for. Um, start like a way Zorro would enter, enter a building. I feel like Zorro is at every Cinco de Mayo party. He's yeah. like Santa Claus for Cinco de Mayo. Like yeah. Zorro, Zorro's there. So Zorro. Zorro mask. Like, like the kids, like everybody gets excited for like Cinco de Mayo and like the kids will be like, oh, you better go to bed early or Zorro's not going to come. And then like, he just like comes in your house and chops shit up and leaves margaritas for the parents. I miss, I need to ask, start asking kids if they know who Zorro was. Zorro was great. I bet you, I bet you know kids nowadays know Who is that that played Zorro? 
Anthony Banderas. Nobody, nobody knows because he had because he had a mask on, so no, nobody knows. Anthony Banderas. He played he played Zorro in that no, movie. Nobody knows. I watched it as a kid. Yeah, Zorro was cool, man. But yeah, he is. He's, you talking he's, about black and white, or you're not talking about black and white Zorro? You're talking about a movie. I'm talking about like 1990 Zorro. No, I'm talking about like the Zorro like, before the black and white Zorro. I'm talking like Mortal Kombat Zorro. Uh, this was black and white. It was a series, not a movie. Anthony Banderas Zorro. Like, uh, yeah, that shit was off the chain. Um, but yeah, Zorro is basically just like any other, like, you know, fictional character, such as like Santa, the Easter Bunny, those kind of things. Zorro is right there with him. Um, so that's, that's what Zorro is. If anyone ever asks, if your kids ask, just tell them, make sure they go to bed early. Parents get their marks. Um, so good stuff there. I think we're talking about twos and Zorros, but okay. No, no, this is Zorro. Um, you can start. This guy was a hero. Yeah, Zorro's a hero, but okay. he's also like a figure, like Santa Claus. What are you talking about? He comes to your house. Why would he come to your house? He comes to your house. Who told you Zorro was coming to your house? He comes to your house and brings your parents margaritas. Who, who told you that? That That's just law, man. Okay. Everyone knows that. I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, okay. you don't celebrate Cinco de Mayo the right way? No. Everyone not knows. Zorro bringing me uh, margaritas. Everyone knows that. Zorro comes and brings you margaritas. I've heard of that. You go to bed early, you wake up in the morning, you got margaritas. Okay. It's a great thing. You don't have to make them. They're there. They're so it's like ready. an adult Santa Claus. Right, basically, yeah. Zorro comes so to your house. Why would you tell your kids that? Because you want them to go to bed early so that you can, like, pregame for the for the for margaritas. The yeah. You so, want, like, you get drunk and then go to sleep and hope you go to, no, drunk you, so you pregame. You only have to go to sleep for, like, 30 seconds. Zorro comes. He's super fast. Okay, cool. Yeah, so cool, it's not cool. it's not long at all. You just have to close your eyes, pretend like you don't see anything, and he's there. Sounds pretty simple. All right, so Zorro. Uh, start a tortilla chip fight. You could li- literally just pick up chips out of your bowl, start throwing them at people. They'll, they'll probably get mad. You may run the risk of getting into a, fu- a fist fight. There's a lot of alcohol flowing at these functions. But hey, you know, shoot your shot. You never really know what it might take sometimes to really get the party started. Um, other things we have. Um, you can uh, do karaoke. That was an idea you had. So yeah, karaoke. That's always fun. Some some bike tacos, some Zorro karaoke. What well, what song would you sing at Cinco de Mayo? What song would I sing? Uh, un poco loco. How does it go? Mm, you have to look it up. Un poco loco. Mm-hmm. That sounds like the place from Breaking Bad. Mm, no. Los Polos Hermanos. This is from Coco. From Coco. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched that movie yet. You should watch it. Does Zorro visit them? No, Zorro's not in that one. Oh dang, that sucks. He'd be great in any movie. Um, and then, uh, last one that I had was, you could just be a straight savage and just pour vodka in everyone's water cups. Um, people are there, you know, they just, they don't really feel like drinking. Hey, you have no choice now. It's time to party. Vodka and water cups. You might get in a lot of trouble with the law for that one if anyone sees you. So if you do it, you didn't hear it from me. Just, you know, it's kind of like spiking the punch bowl back in the day, except you just walk around and people are like, what are you doing, Serge? Shh. Just pour it in. So those are some things you could do to turn your local Mexican restaurant into a Cinco de Mayo rager. Um, we hope you enjoy Cinco de Mayo. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you if you're here still, why the fuck? Of course you're still here, but why the fuck aren't you subscribed? And why haven't you rated our podcast and reviewed it? Um, you should do that now. Take some time. Also, tell a friend. You tell one person about this show. And then tell that person, now you got to go tell one person about this show. And then we can do way more awesome shit in the future. So that's how all this happens. So do that. I hope everybody has a great week. We'll be back at the uh, for next weekend. Um, 
We'll figure out what we're going to talk about. So what are you about to do? Me? Mm-hmm. I'm about to go get me a cold beer because my beer is empty and I have some cold ones in the house. All right, cool. I'm going to talk on a vape pen. Uh, sports, party, repeat. Repeat.